right. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Beyond the Letter BTL for short. Thanks for joining us today. This is going to be our New Year's Eve episode. So oh, what? Nice. This oh. one's dropping on December 31st. So we going in New Year. Hey. Oh, wow. this is fun. Tomorrow, well, okay. you know, people watch this at various times. Some people li- listen to it in a month delay or whatever. Sometimes I'll get people be like, they'll DM me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I was just listening to this episode. I'm cracking up. And I look and I'm like, that episode from like three months ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but some people, they just try to crank it out through when they have like yeah. open space. So, mm-hmm. which is cool. So, you know. Some people may be listening to this in March, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. by the time they get to it. 2024. <laughs> Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. go. For those that w- watch it within the first 24 hours, Happy New Year. And in that case, because I would say majority of the audience uh, listens to everything within the first week. Mm-hmm. And some people within the first maybe two weeks. Otherwise, if it's a viral topic, it'll just, con- you know, still chart afterwards and stuff like that. Like when we've talked about like relationship stuff or demons and angels and mm. you know, all that stuff, that stuff just continually like kind of charts. But that being said, we don't have a sponsor for beyond the letter yet, but we somewhat have a sponsor for this one as more of a shout out mm-hmm. because abundant living has their first devotional plan in the U version Bible. Let's app. go. Hey, let's so go. That's wild. big wins. I know. Yeah. Our church is huge. Big wins. Yeah. We have been a partner of Uversion since 2020, 2019, 2020, really. Yep. And uh, then we went through COVID. So yep. <laughs> yep. we never put anything on. And then we we're like, here we go, going into 2024. So I want everyone to do me a favor because almost everyone in America has this. Pull out your Bible app. Okay. So everyone go to Uversion. Yeah. Open up Bible. If anybody doesn't have it, we have a, we got to talk. Yeah. But pull out your. Okay. You version Bible app, and then in the plans, go to search, type in Abundant Living Family Church, and then scroll down to plans, and you are going to see our 21-day favor fast. Look, mm-hmm. look, Aaron's That's crazy. got it. Mm-hmm. Here's go. what's great. Start plan. Nancy knows how to do it. How does someone invite their own community into a plan? Can you, you got the mic, Nancy. Can you tell us? So basically what you can do is don't do it alone. You got, you may have a group chat with some family or friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll try to share some, uh, cause they basically max you out one fifty uh, in terms of uh, doing a group plan. So, uh, make sure you follow it, share it. But here's what we encourage you to do as you're watching it. Think of some friends that you could do this with. And then Nancy will tell us how you could share your specific plan to ask someone to read with you. How do yes, we do it? Yes. Yeah. So when you go to the plan, the first thing that it's going to ask you if it's going to be private or with friends. So you want to make sure you select that you want to do it with friends. Once you select that, then it'll give you an option to share it with others. So you'll be able to have your own link that mm. you can share out. Just know if you have a lot of friends, this is capped at 150. <laughs> so right. making sure that um, you can just share that link. And then I can also explain on our stories yeah in in, in the podcast so yeah go to instagram, instagram and, and be like yeah go to our instagram nancy will have it and then also go to instagram and like invite people because if you could does everyone have access to like adding a link like a web link because in the past you had to have like a certain amount of followers but do they allow everyone to add a link now on, on instagram? instagram yeah, oh, yeah. Instagram? yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah so create that friend link I encourage you just go to Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Be like, hey, I would love for anyone to join me for the next 21 days. What we always do at our church is we do a 21 day fast. So fast something, um, uh, fast uh, foods, sugars, candy, fast food, fast 
um, you know, fast from social media, whatever you want to do, just whatever you rely on really heavily, fast from soda, whatever you want, take some things that are really a discipline, fast from it, and then spend the next 21 days every day doing the devotional with us. It's really cool. Um, I'll let you go watch, go through day one, Aaron, or Aaron is pretty cool. Aaron already has, but watch, I'll go to the plan. So this one is brought to you by Abundant Living Family Church. Is this episode brought to you? Yeah, bro. We even got a daily (laughs) video for you. Look how impressive that is. Shout out to Nancy who put this whole thing together in like a week and a half. Look at that. (laughs) It was was literally favor, you guys, because we did not know anybody from you, Virgin. We had no connections whatsoever. And it was our leader, Pastor Adam, was like, let's just do it. Let's see what happens. And I was like, all right. And so literally just calling, emailing. I'm working with Kristen and Alex, who's on the media team. And by the grace of God and by his favor, somebody said, hey, here's my cell phone number. So shout out to Deidre, who works on the version and Maddie. Yeah. And they were like, text me. We're going to get this up. And I was like, bro, you don't even know me. <laughs> you don't even know me. So the process to get a Bible plan a pr- well, number one, you have to be invited by version to be an actual content partner. So that mm-hmm. we were invited in 2020. But the person who invited us is no longer there. So you get all their contact info. Well, it had been years since we used it. When she transitioned off, she never transitioned to us to a new client person. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so when we decided to do it, it was like there there were. And then they said, because it's the holiday season, they were like, if you put in a plan, it's going to it takes like a month to a month and a half to get approved. Mm. Wow. And we came up with this like two weeks ago. We were like, hey, we should totally this do this dope. for the fast. This would be amazing. And then we're like, and then so I went and cranked out all the devotional stuff. Nancy cranked out all the videos with everyone, and we made all the prayer topics. And so we just were like jamming through it. And then we're like, we get to the page on version where it's like, please submit this by December 1st for it to be approved by end of January. And wow. we're like, we're not going to have this done till like <laughs> December 15th. And then like that would put us into February. So then just Nancy started just banging on doors and then got that Deirdre to give her her number and they're like we're pushing it through for you guys right now and they literally in 24 hours and she literally told me we have millions of plans right now (laughs) and I was like that's crazy for you to choose hours I'm telling you it's favor so it's literally right on on the spot on with what we're doing this is so cool it's gonna be so amazing I can't wait (laughs) yes Favor ain't fair, right? And that's oh, our theme for the fair, year bro. for ALFC. Favor. That's why it's called the Fast of Favor, because we want everyone to... I love this. So the, the theme is, like, every day there's a prayer topic, and there's certain things we're praying for, right? So day mm-hmm. one's about humility. Day two is uh, about obedience. Day three is about forgiveness. And basically what we're saying is, like, as we focus on each of those things each day, that is a path towards favor with the yeah. Lord mm-hmm. is to, if you focus on obedience, focus on humility, focus on gratitude. Like these are all ways that God, the Lord can work on your heart, which allows us to see favor from God in our life. So it's a dope 21 day fast. So share it with some people, um, do it with some people and, um, you'll fun, have fun yeah, with it. The fun so. thing too, is that you can talk it over. So once yeah. you don't see it right away, but if you share it with a friend, you do it with a friend, you can comment on there. So you can see everybody, you know, Chelsea yeah. say we do it together. I can see, yeah. Oh, Chelsea, this is what she's saying about obedience and, or this is what they're struggling about. So it's like, you're not alone when you're doing this. Yeah. So it's really cool. I love that. Yeah. What so a, what a great yeah. way to start your year. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is dope. 
what a great way to start too if you have some friends and community because mm-hmm. like Nancy said when you add the comment depending on when they do it in the day you can see their reflection mm-hmm. on how they're processing humility or obedience or whatever it is so yeah. um, super dope I'm yep. glad it worked out where we could have it and it just will always live up so like you could you know in the summer you could be going through some stuff like because it's not just about the new year so you could be going through something in the summer and you could be like man i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that 21 day fast again and, mm-hmm. and revisit those those and we have a video for every fast from some pastors on our team that are just walking you through with their own talk it over because mm-hmm. maybe you don't have community and you're doing it alone we still wanted to throw those videos in that brought that kind of yeah. human touch of mm-hmm. our team and stuff so big yeah, yeah get That's it where's my boy type in abundant living family church on the money. Yeah. So today's episode is brought to you by <laughs> Abundant Levy Family Church, <laughs> <laughs> located in Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> uh, dope. And Pomona, California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Pomona. My bad. <laughs> Dang. No, <laughs> <laughs> just say the I. Wait, is Pomona? No, they're yeah. Los Angeles County, uh, LA. bro. LA County. Yeah. So I. LA. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why I show my braids a little bit. Stop. Do not do that. You will say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my, my my hang time. Don't disrespect that hang hanging. time. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's the there. Hang time is okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. hang, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're wearing that happy between hat. Between your, your sweater and his braids, I can't. That's how you know we're from the IE. Coming out. That's yeah. a street recognized street. Yeah. I mean, just what do you want me? I mean, with your happy hat on. That's <laughs> African American. If most I see of us. Aaron down the street, I won't be scared. If I see Pastor Aaron down the street, I definitely. I'll think twice. think running into that dude. <laughs> Pastor Adam will fight you. I'll pray for pray you for after. You. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. Good team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, here's what we got. It's it's like a New Year episode. So we talked about the fast. Encourage everybody to do something. Spend some time with the Lord. Here's what I thought. I uh, I recently saw this video. Then I want us to get into like just some New Year stuff. We can Mm -hmm. talk about that. But um, I saw this interesting video. What what I'm seeing going around a lot on social media, and this is new. Like, is how like everybody, especially in relationships, but not just relationships in 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 everything, how they like, everybody's, re- everybody reads into everything and everything is like a, a subconscious everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm going to explain what I mean. Like, so there's this like thing going around and I'm going to have a video that explains it. Cause I didn't know what was going on. So, you know, sometimes you'll like see on TikTok and it'll be like m- me finding out when that I have a spatula in my fridge. And then everybody in the comments is like, Oh girl, when I found out I threw it away. And you're like, what am I missing? You yeah. know, so yeah, yeah. so like I saw a video of someone saying, um, uh, me realizing that my uh, ex husband gifted me shoes every year for Christmas, and then I look in the comments and everybody's like, "Oh, girl, you you know, glad you ran." Blah 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 blah, and and I'm and I'm like, wait. <laughs> I'm Pastor confused. Heron is a sneakerhead, so yeah. I'm like, if you're ever gonna get a gift from Heron, like it's probably gonna be shoes, you know. And if you ever want to get him a gift, get him shoes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, is it wrong to? I'm like, wait, you? Why can't you give people shoes? So now I go into the comment, comments, and then you know how they have the top little blue search thing in TikTok. So now it says like, why you can't give someone shoes? So then I, so then I run into this video. Okay. Okay. And apparently, if you gift someone shoes, the gifter, the person who's giving the shoes, is saying that one day I'm going to run out of your life. Bruh. What? Who came up with that? 
again, like Dude, I got a lot of people running out of my life. <laughs> have they ever given you shoes? <laughs> oh yeah, then That's they have given. Wait, so look, that look, makes look, sense. Look. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, look. But it there's like a lot sense. of this stuff going around. A lot, like different huh. stuff. Like oh, when he does this to you in dating, and then it's like um, apparently like the everything's connected to some motive something. that exactly. we figured out. Either through the stars with astrology or through <laughs> psychology or whatever. There's like, wow. And everyone thinks going to church is weird, you know? Like, right. But there's like literally millions of people who are like fully on belief with these things. Mm. Like, but like this woman's video and that original video was viewed by millions and tens of thousands of comments. Like, yeah, I should have saw the signs. Yeah, I should, you know. And so, yeah, my father got me shoes one. And it's like not one time. It's like that's a regular gift someone gives you apparently or whatever. But uh, it's like, yeah, my father. And then he left my life, you know, as I got older. So, like, look at the video. This is a girl. This is the video I saw of the explanation. And and my jaw dropped that this is like real stuff out in the world that people are taking serious. I have been seeing the shoe theory all over TikTok. So let's talk about it. I have been hearing about the shoe theory from my mom since I was young and it essentially says that if you gift someone a pair of shoes, they will eventually walk out on you. In other words, you don't really want to gift your significant others or your loved ones a pair of shoes because that means that you're destiny for breakup or that your relationship might eventually fizzle out. And the origin of this theory? is basically that in Chinese, the word for shoes sounds the same as the word for bad luck. So hopefully you didn't get someone a pair of shoes this holiday season, but if you don't like someone and want them out of your life. Well, I gotta return my shoes to Puma. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I met you, do you'd always give cash shoes and stuff. I just I got my I shoes. just got my wife I'll, some shoes. Am I gonna? Yeah, I just said it. I bought my wife shoes. For yeah, I bought my wife some shoes. Um, well, where? <laughs> Dang, I got I got my mom's shoes for Christmas. I got, yeah, I got, I got so many people's shoes for Christmas. I should have bought my wife a chair for Christmas. <laughs> oh, say yeah, girl, yeah. I'm staying. Stay. <laughs> but I ain't going nowhere. Just start giving people uh, chairs. Well, well, you know, sh- well, shoes can can also signify ten ten toes down, like like yeah. grounded. You know, <sighs> like. Look at, yeah. 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 Look at the See, poet. Yeah, the Jesus Club. You got to be on the fly with sermons. <laughs> Baby girl, I got ten toes on the You should have a poem. Ten toes down. <laughs> That's crazy. But she's saying her mom, who I'm assuming is Chinese, yeah. uh, because she correlates it. But not everyone was co- correlating it to like Chinese mythology. Mm-hmm. But she's saying her mom taught her this as a child. Dude. Dude. That's not a thing. It's really not. But her mom when I was watching the video, I went to Google and searched it, and it's on the news. Like, if diamonds are a girl's best friend, a pair of shoes may be their enemy. With Christmas just around the corner, young women have recently been horrified to learn of the viral shoe theory, an old wives' tale which suggests that gifting a significant other a pair of shoes means they'll walk out of your life. This is on the news. Yeah. I feel like this plays into like superstitions, like everything, you know, oh, yeah. 13th floor, all these superstitions. You can't do this on Friday. Cheers the and look at people's eyes. The yeah. whole thing. Well, you can't do a cheers and look at somebody's eyes? Wait, I never There's do that. You, you, need, you, have you have to. to. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Oh, so if I'm saying cheers, but I look away, then, yeah, I, then I've cursed you? No, then there's... Like, um, you don't Google it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like me, I know what you're saying. I just don't, I'm not, I don't know it well enough to explain it, you know? Google it. Oh, yeah. 
Google yeah. it, what that means. What? But yeah, it's like all these superstitions. All right, let, let's this see. I'm going to look up. Oh, Google some superstitions. Uh, I'm going to add chat GPT. Yeah. Chat GPT is faster than Google. Do you guys think Google. at a you know certain extent, like some of these are real? Do you think that, <laughs> or it's like, yeah. oh, people are just believing it, so they're seeing it everywhere type of thing? Because I feel like you can yeah. apply certain things and well, find yeah. it if you're looking for it. For sure. For yeah. sure. Self-fulfilled prophecies is like, is is for sure. Here, Did you get to it? Here's the <laughs> one. Pastor Heron? Uh, well, here's top, I asked chat GPT, top, top 20 famous superstitions. Walking under a ladder, which we all know, but apparently, I don't know, I didn't know all the reasons to it though. A bad luck because it resembles a triangle, a symbol of the Holy Trinity. And so you're breaking the Trinity if you walk under a ladder. What? It's interesting where how these came from. Uh, breaking a mirror, uh, seven years of bad luck. Black cats, if you cross a black cat, unlucky. Opening umbrella indoors, mm -hmm. Friday the 13th, we know. Knocking on wood. To avoid, oh, you're supposed to knock on wood to avoid jinxing yourself, jinxing yourself. Mm -hmm. Four leaf clovers are good luck. Horseshoes. But I heard knocking on wood was a form of like witchcraft because how they would call on like demons in the woods, they would knock on trees and call them. So they yes, say, don't knock on great. wood. What? We're not going to have any sermon illustrations left. <laughs> Throw salt over <laughs> your shoulder, wish upon a star, sing the number six, and carrying a rabbit's foot, crossing your fingers, tossing. Yeah, I mean, these are all we would famously know. Step on a crack, break your mother's back. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I think, like, to Nancy's point, like, there are some things that, like, you know, our, our psychology is real, and there's a level of there are things that we do that may either be, you know, driven from trauma or good things or whatever that we have a subconscious. Like, so that I don't disagree with. Originally, I thought, oh, maybe that was, maybe they're somehow tying a statement to subconscious. But then the more I looked into it, it was like, mm -hmm. Oh, no, it's just, it's literally a, a wives' tale because the word sounds like bad luck in Chinese, so therefore it's bad. But there are legitimate, like, here's the problem I have with it, is there are kids who watch the app yes. mm -hmm. who go, yes. therefore, if anyone gets me shoes, I'm going to start looking right. for ways that they plan to step out of my life. Mm -hmm. When I just bought Trinity some shoes. This is why she can't have, she can't have a phone. She'd be looking at you like, Dad. She already yeah. talked to Faith return. about running away. <laughs> like, what? You got to oh, tell the story. Okay, oh, so, 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 okay, so <laughs> this was probably four years ago. Trinity's six. Uh -huh. Faith is eight. I tell them to do something. They don't do it. Dishes or whatever the case may be. And then, like, so I, I'm harsh with them. Hey, mm -hmm. I told you to do blah, 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 blah. So then I'm in I'm in the room, but I can hear them. And Trinity's like, Faith, we need to run away because Dad doesn't love us. And Faith is like, Dad doesn't love Dad does love us. You just don't listen to him. And I was like, Yes, go, go Faith. Faith. Yeah, but but Trinity um, Trinity's very independent. Um, she she challenges the process. She always has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's say, but her mind is not fully developed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's say she's hurt by her father as her mind is developing. Then she sees the shoe theory mm -hmm. and then she thinks mm -hmm. about Chris. Oh, I can't wear these. Shoes. Oh, this is a sign because I see I'm not doing the dishes because by, because her mind's not fully developed. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that this I my my thought about like this video is all the people that are commenting about this. There's no consequence for their comments. Mm hmm. 
So I can just jump on the bandwagon. I can say, yeah, this is true. This is that. This is this and that. Because I don't have relational connection to the person giving the video or the people I'm in dialogue with. But, but that's not how the real world works. Yep. Like, I gave an example of real world situations. I'm a dad. Yeah. So I, I have to talk through scenarios and I have to know um, the differences of my kids and how what they see and what they what they talk about, how it affects them in social media. That doesn't really take effect, but it takes effect here in how I process things in the real world. So that's the danger in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. thinking, how do you how do you protect the next generation from the misconceptions that social media will constantly feed you because there's benefit to social media. You learn a ton from it, but yeah. how do you, how do you protect the next generation from there's so we're, we're the generation that has the most information, but are the most misinformed on a lot of things. And so I'm just thinking through, how do you protect the next generation from that? My goal is to be the first one to the party as it relates to the information. So I don't, I don't know if that would be a necessary thing for me to bring to my girls. Hey, let's watch this shoe theory. What do you guys think about it? <laughs> yeah. And just talk about it, but not as a thing, but while we're playing Monopoly mm -hmm. or at while we're just chilling on the way home or whatever the case may be. Because once someone else gives the information first, it may have more influence if I try to course correct it. So a topic like sex or gender, or these serious topics that can form ideas in, in, in our kids' minds, I want to be first to the table with those, those type of subjects. Yeah, that's good. But, and as I am a safe place for my kids' failure and curiosity, they would welcome questions to me about certain things they struggle with. If I'm just focused on we got to be appropriate, we got to be a certain way, or if they think differently than me, then I push that away, then they'll go to their friends at lunch about like, hey, is this acceptable? Is that acceptable? Because I can't really go to my parents about it. Every time I go to my parents about it, I'm pushed away. So I think showing our children the value of having conversations and welcoming their perspectives, even when they're wrong, even when they're emotional, even that, and staying long enough to help use that influence to change their perspective. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. really yeah. good. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, are, are you teaching your child <clears throat> what to think or how to think? Yeah. And that's the difference. And I think most times parents are trying to just teach them what to think, what, what, what maybe is right or wrong, and this is what we do and we don't do, especially Christian parents. Christian parents get very, to a point, especially if they're, like, newly saved or been saved within, you know, as a first generation, they're going to immediately just be like, okay, strip this, remove this, remove, this is what we think. This is what we believe, which are all good things. Like mm -hmm. they all have good intentions. But if, if they're not growing up, especially like 11, 12, 13, 14, as they're getting teenagers, very much exposed to the school system, like they, if they're not told, this is, this is why we come to this conclusion. Mm -hmm. This is, this is how, this is what mm -hmm. we do. Then everything that comes to them, every time they're either going to go like, I have to either find out from my parents what to think about this, but if they bring mm -hmm. it up to you, if it comes with, go to your room, give me your phone, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, like all the discipline, mm -hmm. then they're going to go, okay, I know that I already know what my parents think. If there's ever a question I have outside of the scope of what they believe, if it comes with discipline, then what I'll just start doing is not bring it to For them sure. and I'll just hold on to all the secrets and I'll hold on to it at school. Like my son's in kindergarten and, and he learns his second month how to give the middle finger, yeah. you know, and this yeah. is at a Christian school. Yeah. So 
um, even being at a Christian school doesn't mean that every kid there is being taught mm -hmm. everything the same or exp yeah. some of them are exposed. They get to watch certain YouTube videos and all this stuff like that. And so, you know, he he gets to do it. And then and then he learns as he gets in troubles with it. He thinks it's like a, he think it's like he thinks it's like a sign of disappointment. Mm -hmm. So then, like, he gets in trouble by one of the teachers, and he gives her the middle <laughs> finger because Don't he thinks... he did it. No, he yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah, I should laugh about it. But but he because he thinks it was a sign of disappointment. He mm -hmm. doesn't think it is what, what, it what means. we think it is, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So then immediately it's like, you're disciplined because you did it, and blah, 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 blah. But he's trying to... What I was like, first, let me understand what he thinks about this. Like, yeah. how? Because yeah. we know it to be one thing, but... He learned. He didn't learn it from us. He learned it from a kid in the playground. Mm -hmm. He he understands it as a sign of discourage, like the way we would pout or like stomp our feet. That's what he's thinking gotcha. it is. And so as I'm talking, I'm like, that's what I discover. He's aware that it is. He's like, well, it's when you're when you're when you, when you disagree. When like he doesn't know how to say disagree, but he's basically like when someone says something that isn't right, mm -hmm. you know, that's how you tell them that that wasn't mm -hmm. right in mm -hmm. a in an angry way mm -hmm. i'm like well no son it's a lot deeper than giving that. someone the middle finger yeah. Is a lot yeah, yeah, yeah deeper than that but i understand why you would come to that conclusion for sure so like here's the discipline surrounded around it but here's how we you know course correct this yeah you know but that's the tough part with social media in the world today is yeah, that's just an example There's of what so many people are uh, yeah. misinformed on something and they ch and their behavior follows their misinformation. And that's what we're seeing. So we have a tradition. We don't do it no more. Our kids are older. But when they were younger and they loved toys, we would take them to Toys R Us and that shut down. Then we start taking them to Target. You can go through these rows, get whatever you want. we got 10 minutes. Go. And then they would just be like, oh, we get this. Put it in the bag. Put it in the bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, during that process... Uh, Trinity looks to Faith and says, look, this doll, it could be a boy or a girl. That's cool, right? And then I'm like, oh, what is that? You know, but my response will be everything in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Right? So so they put it in the bag, whenever, and I'm just thinking like, wow, am I going to? So as I'm going through the toys and so forth, I'm like, man, this is tight. This is whack. This is too, this is whack. You know, just looking at all the toys. I said, what do you think about this? What do you think? And they start putting it back. And it just so happens that is the one that they put back. But I didn't address it then. Mm -hmm. It's birthday, blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, what do I do? Because their thought process, this is just efficiency. Because mm -hmm. I can play with him as a boy. I can play with him as a girl. So then I got all of their Barbies and boy Barbies, kids, whatever. And I put them on the kitchen table. And I said, hey, let's make families. So they put a boy and a girl, and they put a boy and a girl, and then a little girl, and then that. And I said, let me make some other families. And I put two boys together. Then I put two girls together. I said, is this a family? And they said, no. I said, why? Oh, because girls shouldn't marry girls, boys shouldn't marry boys. But why? You know why? So I said, hey, we're, we live in a world where some families will look like that. But it is contrary to the values in the Bible. We'll go to Disneyland and you may see guys holding hands. You may see women holding hands. We will love them. We don't treat anybody different based upon values. But in our minds, while we say that it's not what we do is because of the Bible that we hold to. So that was just me trying to be at their level mm -hmm. because there are some traditions where it's like, 
put that back in the thing. We don't do that. And there, there's no conversation. Yeah. And then there's a fear or there's done a, something or wrong. There, or there's an ill that's gross. Yeah. And then your child learns it. And then they're harsh. While, while, while a child, like, because here's the reality. In, in, in the world that we live in today, if specifically if you're a child, which is going to be the majority of people, if they're going to go into Caesar school, they're going to go to public school. Mm-hmm. The likelihood that by time they're seven or eight, that they come in contact with gender uh, dysphoria, gender confusion, gender adaptation. Um, the reality is, is they're going to see that today at a very young age. Yes. And how's we as how we as Christian parent, because ultimately, especially as a, as a child gets older, most of them are mo- most people statistically, according to the book of psychology and the psychology of, of homosexuality, like, and that's a secular book, is a, a lot of people defining in these moments are coming from a lot of a lot of potential trauma or or confusion themselves in the family structure and all these things like that. And so ultimately, I would want my son to love everyone, especially yes. the outcast, especially yes. the ostracized, the one that's misunderstood, whether we believe it to be a value of ours or not. And so even, even in the way that dad reacts Mm -hmm. to a community that's different than his. I mean, that's where, that's where strong racism comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's where my dad always said he learned it. He grows up in a Mexican neighborhood. My great grandfather used the N word every day. And there's a huge historic kind of beef between African-Americans and Hispanics in certain parts of LA, which is where my dad grew up. So every day my dad hears his, his grandfather who's Mexican and Spanish using the N word, Mm -hmm. talking about how Black people are this and that. And so then my dad sees the fir- his first black person and he's like, he screams, get out of our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. if we start to see like more racism kind of deflate and it's less and less and some of that stuff may be in certain communities still, but by and large of what it was 60 years ago is much different. Well, the new version that you could potentially see that is people that are in the LGBT community mm-hmm. may be, and though they're not, it's not something that you're, you're born into the color of your skin. It's still a community that's welcome. Like right now at a young age, public schools and everyone's like, hey, embrace this. This is awesome. This is great. This is what makes you unique. For, so for a kid who's trying to assimilate, mm-hmm. which kids desperately want to do, mm-hmm. especially teenagers, well, they say, well, if I assimilate into being non-binary or, or pronouns like this and that, they're going to do that. And then if, if, if I'm reacting in a target going, oh, that's disgusting. And Correct. then my son comes at 12 Correct. and meets someone like that. And he's like, oh, you're disgusting. Like, well, where'd you learn that from? Like, mm-hmm. I learned that from my, my mm-hmm. dad mm-hmm. When, 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 he saw me, when he saw me pull a toy that was a girl's toy or a, or a, a transgender toy. My dad reacted and was like, that's disgusting. We mm-hmm. don't do that here. We don't accept that here mm-hmm. in a way that was unloving and unkind. Mm-hmm. Then my son goes, oh, well, when I see that in the real world, that's the same reaction I get. For sure. Which that that's yeah. not that's not the Christian reaction. That's mm-hmm. that's not what we do. That's not that's definitely not what we're defined as. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that's dope that how you thought to position to approach it with 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 your girls. You yeah. know, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. It's hard. Parenting is hard. Yeah. I, being yeah, a, I mean, being uh, a youth yeah. pastor is hard. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm sure you got plenty of stories just from being in all the public high schools of trying to bring the gospel and trying to respond to the things that because because the, the demographic that you guys minister to live there, mm-hmm. live with all yeah. that. So I, they I, haven't known a life without it, which is 
the interesting thing because my generation has known a life without for for a minute without social media but now you have a generation who they've grown up into being assimilated into environments like this and so how do you it's difficult i was just told pastor heron yesterday we were meeting i said i don't know (laughs) how you've done this for so long because it is difficult to minister and speak into the lives of students that are dealing with stuff like this Mm -hmm. every single day Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long you been doing youth ministry now, H? N- next year will be ten years here at the church, but I, I, I think maybe eight or seven. I don't. I don't know yeah, when I yeah. transitioned to youth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I th- it was uh, twenty twenty end of twenty sixteen. I think yeah. is when oh, you okay. did it. So can we pause for a moment? Yeah. I want to honor Pastor Heron because I was in the meeting with Pastor Diego when um, it was announced that you were going to be the youth pastor. I was serving in youth, yeah. and Pastor Diego said, I asked Pastor Heron, I need you to be the youth pastor for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. I remember I, that meeting. I remember too, yeah. It was a different room then. Like, um, So thank you for your loyalty. Thank yeah. you for staying that long. That's not, that's not easy. Yeah. But then and that's most the top youth of the pastors t- don't make it past a Two kid's years. freshman or senior yeah. year. They they're yeah. they're out by their junior year mm-hmm. to the next thing. You know, some of your um, past, some of the people you pastor has four hundred one k's now. Yeah, <laughs> they have kids now. Yeah, for real. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she has two kids. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I was yeah, a youth I mean, pastor said, yeah. in 2012 to 2015, 14, and so yeah, I have kids who who will come up and be like. Pastor, can you, you know, I'm dedicating my child and, you know, I was, <laughs> That's a crazy. Kid, you know, yeah. Or, or I meet them and they're like, I'm an engineer now and I live in a, you know, and they'll name a really nice neighborhood or something. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, man, dang, mm-hmm. good for you. And, I, and I'll be like, how do we know each other? They're like, you're my youth pastor. <laughs> like, oh, you, you know, you don't, 10 years, you don't, you yeah. don't remember all your youth students, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. those that served, you almost remember, I, you know, Eileen and we talked about before, Aaron's daughter, oldest daughter and. And uh, and the Chelsea's like those I remember they served and they're you know and then there's the other ones that just kind of came in and came out. I remember one day I was speaking somewhere in Northern California, and a girl drove over an hour to to come in here because apparently she saw on my Instagram that I was going to be near, mm. and uh, she came up to me and she said um, she said hey I just wanted to come and see you in person. When I was uh, uh, 13 years old. I went to one of the youth camps. My parents were going through a divorce. Um, I went to one of the youth camps. I gave my life to Christ. One of my parents moved to Northern California. That's the parent Mm. I went with. Changed my life, that youth camp. Mm. And I've been following the Lord ever since. And this was like, this was like probably a year ago. So it was 10 years later, right? So she's 23 now. It's the best. And she's like, I'm about to get engaged. This is my fiance. I meet her fiance. I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? She's like, I always tell him about that moment and blah, blah, blah. I'm just, but then it also made me realize like, I don't think I've ever, other than those that like I've been in proximity with that maybe I were in leadership, but not in the case of her that kind of blew in and blow out, which is probably 80% of youth, right? Yeah. 80, 80 to 90% of youth kids that come into your church, they blow in, blow out. Like, like they're there in the season and then they, they, their parents don't really invest in them to go into join serve or leadership or whatever. And then in college, they kind of figure out their thing. So I said, I thought for a second, I said, I think it has taken, so this was last year. So it would have been, I started in 2012. It took 10 years to get a thank you from (laughs) a student that Mm -hmm. like, I just didn't, wasn't super close with and didn't know. Like that was the length of time it took to feel the reward 
yeah. of being a youth pastor. For sure. Like as a lead pastor, I actually get it all the time. I was just talking to a guy last night that was like, man, my marriage was in crumbles. Thank you. I just want to meet you and tell you how much you mean to me. That's an adult, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. so he did that, right? Mm-hmm. So you get as a lead pastor, senior pastor and a campus pastor, like you get that satisfaction pretty often because mm-hmm. they're adults. And so they come and man, this really meant a lot. But youth, they actually don't realize how how pivotal that moment was for them until, until they're, they're like older 24 25 yeah. 26 yeah. for what they went through at 13 14 15 Heck like yeah. that day they came in and their parents were going through a separation and heron came and gave them a high five and was like bro let me get you a soda like mm-hmm. they'll be like 22 just laying in bed and thinking about when they were 14 be like man that was really dope a pastor <laughs> yes heron. <laughs> yep. yeah but now they live yeah. in montana and they can't they don't yeah. you know yeah. they have no way to tell you you know like yeah. Youth ministry is, 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 it's, it's one of the most delayed, gratified mm-hmm. ministries yeah, for sure. that you could do, you know? And I think it's a ministry where you, you have to, what I'm learning is be okay with, uh, your season being like seed planting. You plant the seed. You might not even be the one that waters it or sees the fruit that grows from it, but being okay with that's a seed. And yeah. whether I see the fruit in 10 years, I know I've planted something that somebody in 10 years might come and water. Somebody 10 years later might come and then see it, but we've done our part by planting seeds. That's good. And yeah. Being okay with that and knowing that the work has been done on our part in planting seeds. I think one of the things that kept me in it for so long is, is I created a, a encouragement album, you know, like when kids said, hey, thanks mm. for coming to my basketball game or mm. hey, thanks for praying for me. And I just look at that, you know, uh-huh. like, hey, I impacted him in, <clears throat> in that moment and it, it's, it's driving me now to keep going. You know? An encouragement album. <laughs> yeah. My one of the a pastor that used to mentor me a while yeah. back, he said uh, he I was on a Zoom call with him because he lived in South Carolina. And so he pulled up like a whole box right in front of him. And he's like, Chelsea, this is how you remember your why. And I was like, what is that? He's like, it's letters over the past 25 years that I've gotten being in ministry. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of my why. It's because of the people. Not saying that I've impacted their lives, but this is why I'm doing ministry. So on my desk right now, every every Sunday I have little kids, Phil's kids, always come bring me letters that they've mm-hmm. drawn, colored. A whole bunch of kids come to me, just give me letters and gifts. They're on my desk currently because I have to remind myself in hard times and hard days in ministry that I do it for these people who are impacted by it. Yeah. Might not see it today but there is impact so yeah but the encouragement album is a much sexier uh, word for it yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah, i like that better Uh what do you what do you think um is required or helps a youth pastor or youth leader have that longevity uh like to continue to how you said you've been loyal for 10 years so that's encouragement so what about you personally you feel like just having brothers around you like Pastor Adam, you know, one of my best friends, uh, just, you know, staying in touch, staying in contact with him and having a, a, a community around you to keep you grounded and keep you, you know, uh, focused, but also remembering you know, why you do it, you know. Um, that encouragement file helps me and then, uh, and then my, my intentional time with God, you mm-hmm. know, making sure that that's really intact because if, if this is not good, then this won't be good, right? So yeah. so, One of the things yeah. I've always loved about Pastor Heron, he's like a scripture memorization guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so we, we, when I first got hired, we would be sitting on the front row, and he was playing this game on his phone. And he was showing me, oh, this is how you memorize scripture really fast. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. it had the blanks in the uh-huh. words, stuff like that. And Sc- I would, scripture and I would, typer. Yeah, so then that. I would see him do exhortations on stage, and he would just quote Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, would yeah. just quote Bible. So then... That's what I've seen in his life, too. Like, he has the Word of God in him. So when you already have the Word of God in you and those hard times come, 
that's what's going to be squeezed out of you. Yeah, so. that's good. Yeah. yeah. And I think the biggest thing is, like, what I've seen, like, with with Heron is, like, he just always, like, some people are just, are just, are just built for, like, faithfulness. You know, like, that's just their that's their wire. Like, they're just like, man, I'm faithful in whatever I do. And Heron's, I, I remember, uh, I don't think, well, I've never said on this podcast, which would be good mm-hmm. to say on this podcast. There was a time Heron pulled me and Nathan aside, and I was the campus pastor of Rancho. Nathan was the executive pastor, as he still is. And Heron goes, yo, so um, this, you'll remember it once I say it. He's like, and, and so he's talking like really, well, Heron always talks serious. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so he's talking like he always does, yeah. right? So you have to read in between yeah, what's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. right? Because his serious talk is also his like joke talk, and it's also his funny talk, like so. And his spoken word yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all the same. So he's like, um, so this uh, this church reached out to me from Florida, and they uh, they offered me a youth pastor job. He he was our youth pastor. He'd been our youth pastor probably like probably like four or five years at the time now. So he's like, yeah, they offered me this youth pastor job, and we're like, oh yeah, okay. And he's like, and and they offered me uh, this much money, and he said he said the the word how much money they offered him and i'm like i just sit and pause there and 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 i'm thinking like as a friend i'd have to tell you like bro you got you got to take that it was literally like probably 35 to 40 percent more than he was making here in california and they just really another big trip but they but a lot of people don't know unfortunately in the church world there's a lot of unfortunate headhunters Mm-hmm. That will yeah. and the and your and your and your hardest two hardest positions to fill in a church is a worship pastor and a youth pastor. So, there are many churches that will pay uh, an overly uh, adjusted amount to get a worship leader or a youth pastor. And so that in this case that was a church like it. And so he's like he says it, and I'm just like, I'm just now preparing myself because I'm like that's it. H is gonna be like so I I took it and like what you'd be stupid not to. You're moving to Florida. Which like no income tax, you're making thirty yeah. percent more than you make here. Like, dude, you're set. Like, you get, you're gonna live in a mansion over there. You know, like <laughs> you're set. So I'm sitting there, and, and and so me and Nathan, we literally can't tell what Heron is doing at the <laughs> you moment. Can't read him. <laughs> so we so uh, we don't know what else to say. And I just look at him, and I'm like, oh, bro. So like, you're gonna take it? And then he was like, he, he like went like this, like, what do you? Why would I? Why would I take it? <laughs> And, and I'm like, what is going on right now? So I literally I'm go, <laughs> I, I literally go, H, why? Like, why are you telling us? And he goes, but I just want to say, wasn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and, and we just like a really serious moment yeah, for you right, was just right. like a. He literally was just letting us know how crazy that was that he got offered a job, with no interview, at making that much money. He's like, that's just crazy that they were willing to pay that much. I just thought you guys would get a kick out of it. And I was like, That's hilarious. Bro, I was preparing my heart to lose my best friend. Like, I, you know, like, and I'm happy for you. Go do whatever you got to do. Like, that's great money. Yeah, yeah. But he, and, and, I, and I think that's that's a good att- a testament to, to people that stay faithful to a church. I think a yeah. lot of people in ministry, they church hop. You yeah. Know, they, they they date the church, so they go to this church. They see that they non-ministry people, people who attend churches, do do the same thing. And you so, know, so a lot of these youth pastors do the same thing. You know, they they they. Yeah. I see a better, you know, a better calling, a, be, a better youth ministry, you know, maybe more students, pay, better, more better students, pay. So, yeah. So I think commitment and, and, and loyalty is, is, is lost too, you know, yeah, yeah. In, in ministry. So you just got to commit to a church and stay faithful like Paul, you know, Paul yeah. was faithful to a church and he remained diligent. And I think yeah. we need to do that more often, you know, yeah. especially in youth ministry. You yeah. Know, all, 
Yeah. yeah. And then, and then like, if you, when you do that and if it's the right thing and the Lord says it, cool. But like for a lot of people who are more so making an emotional judgment, yeah. it's just like, then they go. And I hear this all the time, not just from youth pastors, but others is like, even friends that like maybe are a campus pastor somewhere and they go campus pastor somewhere else, or they want to plant a church or whatever. They just be like, man, I have no community. It's so hard to pray for me. Blah, blah, blah. There's all these things that yeah. like, it's just like, well, that was the cost you didn't weigh when, when you decided to leave. People leave our church all the time, other churches all the time. People will come to our church and they'll be like, sometimes people will come to our church and be like, oh, we were at this church for eight years and I don't go into why they left. And they're like, we're just, we're, you know, we've been here for like six months and we're just, we had really great relationships there and we just haven't found them here yet. And I'm like, well, you, yeah, you were there for eight years. For like, sure. For of sure. course you had great relationships over there. And I don't know why you left. Maybe you should have left. Maybe you shouldn't have left. Like maybe it's like the youth pastor thing. Maybe you're at a church and all of a sudden you're six years in and then you go, oh, that one thing the pastor said, I don't like. So let's go check out another church. And then you and then you go there and then you're there for four years and like, okay, this thing the pastor likes is doing well, this was cool, but I actually don't like their worship. So let's go find a church where we like their worship. And then you turn around, and you like wonder, you're like, how come I don't have meaningful relationships? Hmm. How come at, now all of a sudden I'm 40, I'm 50, and you're like, because hmm. I look at like people in the church who've been faithful that I look at that only in their whole lifetime have maybe two or three churches in their whole lifetime. And they're just rich with relationships. Like yeah. I think of my mother-in-law, like yeah. my mother-in-law has been at Abundant now for like 19 years. The church she was at before that was for about maybe 20 years. And so it's like, like my mother-in-law has a Rolodex of relationships, both in that church and that, and from that previous church that have relationships. And, and it comes from like just being, being faithful, yeah. you know, yeah. not, not, not making a mountain out of a molehill. Now, if there is a mountain, okay, cool. You need to pray about that. See what the Lord says. But of that sense, like, man, I, I just want to be, I want to have longevity in something. For sure. Because not only it like, yeah, finance is a part of that or, you know, certain teaching styles are part of that, but also like you have relationships yes. with yeah. that too. You know, yeah. like me and Heron are so close because we have now 13 years of relationship from college going together and then to now being in ministry together for 10 years. So I like, don't think people think about that when they say, well, I'm not getting fed. Um, relationships are a feeding system. Yeah. It's not just what happens on the pulpit for 35 minutes. It's, it's the community that surrounds us as well. I don't remember the timing of when Pastor Diego did this, but he had preached a sermon about, like, staying planted, and he had this big plant, and mm -hmm. he had put it along yeah. the stage. This wasn't a part of his illustration, but I was shadowing him that Sunday, and I looked at the stage after. Everywhere that he took it, there was a mess on everything and I committed to myself look that won't be me mm -hmm. because every time you go somewhere else mm -hmm. you leave a mess behind and sometimes people don't consider that cost as well yeah. so that wasn't a part of his sermon illustration but like when I saw the stage had so much mess on it I made a nah that's not gonna be me. yeah, yeah. but it, it takes a humility to broaden our zoom on like what does being fed mean for a disciple? And whose yeah. responsibility is it? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Correct. There, there was a guy one time, and I, I just thought it was interesting what the Lord even taught me in it. But there was a guy one time who, who was, uh, who, who worked at the church, and then they, you know, when they left, they didn't, they didn't do it the, the I, I, I want to say they were disrespectful, but it just wasn't done really the, the right way with time and all this stuff like that. And so, 
they just thought like I'm just gonna you know when I when I when I when I disconnect myself from here I'm gonna soar you know we all feel that right like if I leave this mm -hmm. place or leave this if I leave this marriage or I leave like you just have that you've convinced yourself if I dip now yeah, I can spread my wings yeah, yeah. you're like I'm gonna soar and so he, he unfortunately thought that and so and so and so he left and and he could not he could not land a job like could it, when he left it was just kind of like pieces we had no conversations and i wasn't even a person in charge at the time so he, he wouldn't even talk to me or anything like that and so he just dipped and um he couldn't get a job nobody would hire him nobody for a year and a half he just struggling mm -hmm. driving for uber all these things like that um and he's just trying to do whatever he can to make ends meet for his family about a year and a half in he calls me and i was like oh man I haven't talked to this dude for like over a year. Like, let me answer. And so I answer him like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, hey, I just, man, this this might be out of left field. And but um my life has not been good since I left the church. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready. Like he gonna ask for his job back. Like it's <laughs> gonna be awkward and you know. And he's just like, um, he's just like, man, since I left, haven't been good. I can't land anything. And he says, I was pr I was uh praying today, I had devotional time. And and the and the Lord told me I will not let you move forward until you make amends mm. with the place that you left, mm. Mm. and you ask for forgiveness. Mm. Wow. And so He's like, I'm just here mm. to um, say I'm sorry and ask, mm. would you forgive me? And I was like, Oh my, bro, I, yeah, absolutely. I don't, yeah. you know, we love you, we hope the best for you, we're good. And He's like, No, I just I have to do this uh, before before I can even, I feel like God has shut the doors until I clean up my mess to yeah. your point. Like I left something behind, which I left ministry behind friendships behind all these things like that, that he, and relatively for a lot of people, he didn't even say bye. He just yeah. like, all right, peace. Yeah. And so, um, he said that. And then I was like, man, I love you. I forgive you. Blah, 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 blah. blah. One week later, he lands mm. a ministry job opportunity wow. in the world. And not only that, that week, um, that week, because he didn't, he, of course he wouldn't put me on his reference, but it just so happened the other church knew who I was. So they got a hold of me That's and was crazy. just like, what would you say about this person? I'm like, this is a person in That's integrity, crazy. this person in character. Cause mm. I could say that Absolutely. And, and he didn't plan it. He wasn't like, and I'm trying to interview for a job. They may call you. Cause he wouldn't, he would never want them to call me, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. from how he left, it wouldn't have been good stuff. Yeah. So the fact that they were like, found me on Instagram was like, we have a few questions about this person. And I'm like, man, actually we're great. We're good. I bless him. Beautiful. Like dude lands you know, a job of a lifetime at the time that he needed for his family. And to me, like that just showed an expression of like, maybe we do leave messes, but how important it is to reflect and be like, well, where do I got to clean, Let me go up? clean it up? Yeah. Where do I got to, what do I got to wipe down? Who have I talked about that? I actually need to go back and be like, yep. Hey man, I'm sorry yeah. on the way out. I really threw your name in the mud. I'm sorry. You know, cause people know it gets around people hear yeah. that stuff. So it's just good to, whether you're leaving a job, leave well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk highly of people. And if you don't have anything highly about, find those closest friends that you can share your, your actual weight with that you can dump on that it's not going to, you're not going to be uh, burning bridges where it's going to ultimately, you know, affect you in the long run. Right. Yeah. I think well, we just went full circle with that video on why stuff like that happens. Yeah. The lack of real relationships. Because for the last whatever minutes, we've been talking about real relationships, commitment, mm -hmm. loyalty, forgiveness. That happens in the real world. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you don't have that and you're kind of by yourself, you can come up with theories. Your goal is to go viral because... If, if I really want to go viral and that 
that like is my identity is maybe because I haven't found it in true relationships. Yeah. So I find it in this social media world. But what we're talking about is the real world. These theories and everybody jumping in on it or we heard this and then everybody gives an opinion on it. Then we move on to the next thing. That's not real relationships. Yep. That's just grabbing our attention for the moment. And then what is shoe theory going to be in five years from now? That's a great yeah. question. But what will this yeah. relationship, what fruit can come from this relationship in five yeah. years with you guys' kids? Yeah. You should, so, well, yeah. per this conversation, um, as we kind of segue to the new year, oh. what is some stuff that you guys are like, I'm leaving this behind in 2023, or I'm cleaning this up in 2023 so that I can enter 2024 different or new? What are some things that you guys have been thinking about processing that you want to leave behind? Hmm. I'll start. 2023, my year, my word was clean. He does, he does yearly words. So do I. Yep. Oh, okay. Whoa. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> I think, I think uh, all, all you, I think all you girls should pick one. <laughs> pick a word. I want to hear everybody's word. I want to hear everybody's word. I want Aaron to go first. I want Happy to go first. What was your What was your 2022? Yeah, or the, right, year. like, well, I'm 2023. Oh, yeah, 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 I got confused. Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. And it has aligned Freedom. so much. Hallelujah. <laughs> what? I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. All 2020, 2022, my word was discipline. 2023 was clean because I had all these disciplines in place, but that doesn't mean that my heart's in the right place just because I'm doing these things. So that was the goal. Have a clean heart. I was striving so much to have a clean heart in 2023. I was slowful to make decisions. So my word for 2024 is go. I have a clean heart, go, just go. Mm. Walk, run in the favor of God, go. You have a clean heart. Wow. Yeah. And he's doing that with his own podcast, partly. Yeah. He's doing oh, his yeah. little daily yeah. drizzle. Yeah, stay so, dripping, my friends. Yeah, so <laughs> we're co-collabing on a shirt like that. So 50-50 profit. So Pastor Adam helped me with that because I'm like, here's what I'm thinking about. We could do this and that. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like just start it, you know. So he's been uh, help so, in just saying just start it. He lives so, yeah. his life like that. You, you just go. Just <laughs> go. And, and that's, that's my wife. People will tell you right away if they don't like it because they won't engage with it. And then by yeah. the time you go, okay. Yeah. What, what, what would you have been doing anyway? Watching <laughs> yeah. TV at night? Like yeah. on Instagram? Like yeah. just do, so, like, do something profitable at night and you want to build a business? Go build it. And before you put money into it, but if you, you got to put 5000 or 10000 do it. Do it. Save, do it. Do and it. if you lose it, okay. Yep. All right. We can get back, back up. Yep. There's, there's something else. And that's what's there. dope about community. Cause that's how yep. my wife is too. My wife's yeah, yeah, like yeah. wiring is ready, fire, aim. And she's like, if I miss, I'll just keep shooting. So then like, so like, I run out of bullets. So for me, I'm, I'm just like job. ready, aim, 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 aim. So that, I'm, not, I'm not doing that this year. Yeah, that's great. I'm a shoot. I I'm a shooter. That. So I'm going to just keep shooting. Stay strapped. Ooh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's good. Oh, your podcast is on YouTube? Podcast is on YouTube. The first episode dropped on January 1st, which is a Monday. It drops every Monday at 6 a.m. Monday nice. drip. Daily drip. Daily drip. Are you calling it on YouTube? Daily drip podcast? Or daily, daily drip, drip podcast. Drip? Daily drip podcast. Yes. Stay drippy, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your end tag for your it podcast. It's my end tag when it's I'm on, on every episode. It's on every episode. Stay dripping, my friends. Oh, you put it on every no, episode? It's been no, on it's every, been on yeah. at the end of his Instagram oh, videos. Shoot. He'll always end it with Stay Dripping, My Friends. But oh, shoot. For your episode, yeah. you yeah. should uh, end yeah. it and say it. 
Could you say it? I very, did. He did. Yeah. I was on one of his. Yeah, trippy, he's going to be on uh, January 29th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's dope. Yes. That's dope. Okay, go. Ready, set, go. 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 Ready, set, go. How about you, H? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think for me, 2024 will be uh, intentionality. Yeah, uh, I think. Be intentional with the mic, please. Being intentional. Being intentional. He's so. a podcaster. He knows this now. <laughs> He's got that figured out. You can move it too. You I lift it up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it's just being more intentional with, with family, marriage, um, finances. So uh, I think uh, going into New Year, um, goal is to, you know, date my wife more. Uh, Love it. Go on vacations more. Um, be intentional when I'm at home with my kids. Get off the phone. You know? Yeah. Um, be present, and then also be intentional with relationship with the youth ministry with kids. Um, be more interactive and stuff like that. So I think going into New Year's is is more intentionality. Nice. Mm-hmm. You don't have a word for the year. You don't. You don't no, have I words. Do anything like that. <laughs> what do you uh, do? Anything that I'm makes curious. anything that makes <laughs> that faster. I don't feel like it's a box I don't know. Do do I, I may figure that out next, in 30 days. If I figure it out in 30 days, I got to go into the next thing. But if I box myself, then I'll be like, oh, I figured it out. I'm done. I'm chilling the rest of the year. So I got, you know. He has words of the day. I got one day words. I got I got 30 day words, 90 day words. You know, just, you know. Yeah, I don't do any of those type of things. I got projects. Is there anything you you do going into the new year? Well, here's what I would say that I could just go be like, okay, what are my plans uh, uh, for next year and then I can reverse engineer mm-hmm. like that and I could probably give you a, a word from that point so one of the things though though this year 2024 is a big year for me personally as a leader but um, within that you know I've been doing a transition with my dad intentionally it's been me personally for six years but it's been an intentional transition for seven years mm-hmm. with just me and Nathan and then after about a year of that. So it started in 2017. So so f- relatively speaking, since 2017 to 20, end of 2023, I have been in an intensive senior leadership training school. So basically I got my doctorate in senior leadership, right? So if you look at seven years, which is even, that's like a medical doctorate, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have been like jam-sacked. I had to learn finance, budget, projects, contractors, Million dollar budgets, hundred thousand dollar budgets, approvals, departments. I had not only that, I had to double down on counseling people, marriage counseling, uh, personal more. counseling. Now, now I'm preaching. Become a better preacher. Get better at that. You're not good at that. Do better at that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get better at more of preaching on the gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Which was which was my least comfort level. I could preach the scriptures all day. My lead. Mm-hmm. So here I am. I'm moving forward. I'm trying more of the uh, stuff prophetic, making making mm-hmm. sure, you know, doing everything I need to do to be in a senior leadership position. Everything that now the guy teaching me, my dad, learning him, and then it's like, okay, now now like continue to make the church, you know, refine and grow. So now it's like, be a visionary, be a leader, right? While you have two taught like one infant son, one toddler son, you got a wife, all mm-hmm. that stuff like that. So for the past six, seven years, I've just been absolutely like, I've given 100% to the church, 100% ministry. I, want, I have the most amazing wife in the world that, yes. that when we dated, she knew that was the future and I laughed at her. She's like, you're going to be a senior pastor one day. I'm, I'm scared because I don't think I'm senior pastor wife worthy. And I'd be like, I'm not even going to be a senior pastor. So why are you even, why are you even thinking about that? That's stupid. I'll never be. I'm like, I'm like Karen, really mentally. And like, I'm not really, 
I'm driven, but I'm not aspirational. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like those are two different things. Some people are aspirational. They look at a platform or they look at like a guy in, in their company, you know, they're like one day I'm going to get to that. Like I'm not, I'm not aspirational. I'm just whatever project I have, like I'm, I'm a drive and I'm just like, I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm just going to, I want to make everything better. So with that drive, like I just, and my wife's been so for it, sacrificing. So go, I say all that to say going into this year, like towards the middle of the year, I'm going to do like a little sabbatical. I'm going to do a couple months off. Beautiful. Try and make up some time that me and my wife both have invested to get to where we needed to be uh, in a leadership level and a leader level. And so for some people, it's going to kind of be counterintuitive. It's like, oh, this guy's in charge now and now he leaves. But what they maybe don't see is it's how much was up. done. Yeah. And it's setting you up well for the next 15, 20 yeah, years. And it's like, I want to come back, you know, refreshed mm-hmm. rather yeah. than double down on the work and then be like, well, but I've been grinding for seven years. Yeah. Now I got to double grind, you know, where, and then if my kids and my wife are like, so this is our life now, you know, it's like, oh yeah, you know, this is our life now. So, um, so if it is, it would be rest well because, you know, um, when I do that next year, I have my normal vacations, but this, this kind of couple months is going to be a true recalibrate, respend that time with the Lord. I've been in, I've been in full-time ministry now for, for 13 years next year will be 14 years and i'm the type of person you could ask anyone that works closely with me like i'm not a 40 hour work week guy you could pay me hourly and i, and I work 60 70 80 yep. be up 3 a.m yep. yeah making yep. graphics i mean like i just there's no sleep so for what an average person is putting in 40 i'll, I'll be 70 80 so for 14 years i've put in when and then when i get when i've earned when i've earned a month of vacation maybe i'm taking two weeks off of vacation. Some years I wouldn't take no vacation. I'll just take a couple weekends off and then that's it. So I, I just been grinding. Um, cause I wanted to support my dad for so many years and then it became, well, now I got to support what I'm trying to do. So when I go into next year, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, my, my schedule is going to stay the same. Like I take Mondays off pretty much. That's it. But in terms of going into that two months, I'm just going to, I'm going to invest in the kids do it during their summer break. I'm going to, I'm going to, take them out we're gonna go to the beach we're gonna live very normal lives because yeah. right now their life is not very normal so we're just gonna for two months before we take this big big journey we're gonna just kind of chill mm-hmm. go i love that go go down to mexico you, you know go to the beach yes. go go to the motherland you know what i'm saying <laughs> eat, eat the motherland food have some ceviche we'll be we'll drive up we'll do whatever we'll drive up to santa barbara you know like we'll do whatever like if you think about it i only get monday off my kids are in school so you know like if my if my son is off saturday sunday saturday and sunday i work every single week mm-hmm. so for those nine months, this that, time, that's what my kids know. You know, you've been prepared, like while you've been w- with Pastor Diego and doing these leadership intensives and so forth. You've also been preparing your team to yeah. lead well. So this is an extension of trust for you as the leader to extend trust to your leaders and model what resting well looks that's like mm-hmm. for the next journey. So yeah. I think that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. Thanks. Rest well, Chelsea. You give your word. Yeah. Uh, my word is similar, actually, to yours. That. This year, I think my 2023 word year 2023 word. I think my word I haven't fully processed it yet, but is is free to live free. And it's not like to go wild out or do anything crazy, but to let go of how I think my life should look like to let go of the control over my own life and just let God do whatever he wants to do. So in order to do that, I just kind of have to open my hands 
And so free. God, do whatever you want to do with me in this next year. Take me wherever you want to take me. Use me however you want to use me. But in order to do that, I got to let go of, of control and even mindsets that I've created in my head of how life should look and let God just do his thing. So free. That's Eileen's word. Free. Really? That's why we're friends, dude. That's my girl. I'm going to change my mindset. Mine's free. Turn up. Turn up. Turn up. Level up. Turn down for what? 30 minutes later. My word is ceviche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just text my mother-in-law because everybody talking like, oh, we out for Christmas break, blah, 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 blah. It's my mother-in-law's birthday today. And so I put in the text message and everyone's trying to figure out, we're trying to celebrate her birthday tonight. So everyone's like, oh, what time, what time? And I was like, well, guys, today's a great day. I'm off for Christmas break from 5 p.m. to midnight. So <laughs> we come, <laughs> whatever you need, you got me. And then they're all talking about like, I get a week off, two weeks off. I'm like, for us, holiday season, like, good Grind luck, time. bro. Grind. Yeah. Grind. So, so mine was Christmas break, like, Right now, till midnight, it's Christmas break. Once five o'clock hits, <laughs> that's gonna be my word for the, yep. <laughs> for the year. Wait, <laughs> Gabe, does break. Gabe have one? Gabe, What's your Gabe word, Gabe? Word? I'm curious. Gabe's like me. Gabe, don't do that stuff. <laughs> for the next two weeks, my word is. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, probably just general. Uh, I guess it can kind of fit in a word. Sharpen. Maybe Ooh. Just, just stay sharp. Ooh. Out the, there. the theology guy. That's that master's coming out. That's the master's. Yeah, sharpen the tools. Little on the wow. nose. Giving Spurgeon. Why does this word sound like a sermon intro? It does. <laughs> Today I'd like to talk to you guys about sharpen. Sharp, sharpen your sword. Verlon, what's your word? Welcome to the yeah, sharp do tank. You don't do that stuff? Uh, yeah. Right. Bro, these are my little paddle ones right here. It's, what, it's whatever we all decide for the next 30 days. Hey, bro, what's your word right now? Yeah. No, no, Jeray. We're doing 30 year anniversary so work right now. So it's uh, grind time. His word's grind. Three zero. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> 30 we celebrate 30 years. I walk I walk into work I see Jermaine and he's like give me some readily available thoughts about Gabe <laughs> I said, what <laughs> It's like, what does that mean? Yeah. No, whatever's readily available. Just give me some readily available thoughts about Gabe. I don't remember what I even said, but like, well, that's what I know about Jermaine. He's just in the moment. Oh, like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right there. Like, yeah. so. what, like what did it correlate to? Talk trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wait, Alizé, do you have a word? 2024? Looking like a 12 year old. <laughs> she looked like she from recess. Or, or like Spumoni or whatever. My word is legal. Is on <laughs> I'll be 21. Yeah. Finally. So, 21. Hey, but 21, 21 is not good for her. Because I told her when she becomes an adult at 21, <laughs> she's open to jokes from me. So oh. I go, shoot. Because she's a minor. You know, I've held off you from clowning on her. I got eight days. Yeah. I got eight days. Eight days I mean, the recess joke, that was light. That was light okay. humor. Was like light the, the real fire I have for her, yeah. I like, <laughs> that everyone else has experienced at some point. Ask I've, I've guarded Alizé. Oh, Lord. She um, does look like she's from recess. I know. Thanks. We should do a side by side. Go ahead. Uh, my word, I would say, I guess, is harvest this whole year. Spiritually, oh, she was waiting for this moment. Oh, harvest. Beth Moore, who? Harvest. This whole year Dang. has been kind of preparation spiritually, my relationship with God in many ways. 
Uh, I've been growing a lot, so I just feel like all that work, you know, you sow, you're going to reap something. So I'm just an expectation of what God's going to do in 2024. Very impressive. Are you going to be doing that 21-day favor fast? Yeah, I'm going to do the Daniel fast. Oh, that's the the type of fast you're going to do. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. Daniel's nice. <laughs> Daniel's not the one that's nice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Harvest. Well, that's what we want to know in the comments, then. If you can't comment or slide up in the DMs, maybe we'll do a post. We'll be like, since Pastor Aaron does a word for the year, what's your word? Well, our church does year? a word? Yeah, our well, church does a word for the do. year. we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. That was kind of newer. That's newer. We, yeah. I can't, we started deeper, that in, higher, uh, favor. Yeah. Deeper was the first year we had a word. You sound like Kanye. With no, that. we've had a theme. We've had a theme since right. twenty twelve. Uh, since the city is my church. Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Oh, so that was my first year in full time ministry. I came up. I think I've come up with uh, every theme for the year, for even the year. since I was in started in ministry for mm-hmm. for our church. I'd pitch them to pastor. I'd be like, hey, what about this? What? I mean, I'd obviously hear like what's in his heart. And um, now I decide like what's in my heart, knowing the church and the (laughs) environment of the church, you know. But I'd be like talking to pastor and like, because really for the like senior pastor, it's not that some churches take it as like, oh, they hear from God. But really the senior pastor knows what's going on in counseling, Mm -hmm. in children's ministry, in Mm -hmm. youth ministry. Like they know what they're getting. They're getting feedback like where Heron's like going to be all youth ministry, I'm hearing feedback from Heron, like, well, what's going on with the kids? Then I'm hearing what's going on in our city with our generosity center. And in that way, I'm able to take all that to the Lord and then be like, okay, Lord, well, what what would you want? What something all of our collective ministries can get their teeth around? And so that's why it would always be like me going to pastor, be like, what's in your heart? Not really like as you hear from God as this prophet. It's more so like as the leader who everyone is communicating with, what are you hearing God do? And so they're like the, the first year we did the city is my church. It was for him. It was like our church needs to soul win. Like we need to be about evangelism. That's, and we, there's things like we need to always be doing that stuff. But the, like he's saying this year, we need to emphasize that yeah. really preach mm-hmm. about that and equip our people and all these things. And I think that year, that year or the year after is when we did like an apologetics conference. So that was part of that equipping to share your faith with friends of different religions. So that first year with Cities My Church, that's when we brought in a graffiti artist and we, we graffitied all the walls like, next to the I remember that. next to the projector and all big cities my church and stuff like that. And so that was when we started and was like, okay, annually we're gonna have like a thought of the year. And then and that's when you started the merch too, right? We Heck started yeah. uh we well, started merch that year. Yeah. yeah. That was the yeah. first yeah. shirt I ever yeah. bought from ALFC. The city is my church with the yeah. neon and the yep. little yeah. city and all that kind of stuff yep. like that. Yeah, that was cool. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, and I only did, I would only do an annual merch drop for that, and then I, obviously I was a youth pastor, so then I put all my efforts into, like, youth merch, and then we made, like, Don't Kill My Vibe, and all those cool, super cool things. I still have cool that. Do you really? Black one, yeah. super vintage. The, yeah. And then we made a lot of dope youth merch back then, and then when I came into, the, like, creative pastor in, like, 2016 or whatever, 15, we started doing, like, more church, church merch, and then that kind of, that kind of popped off. 2015 was gold. Start, yeah. Uh, the Fresh Start merch was heavy. Yeah. Yeah, 2015 was the year of gold, Give, Give Out, Love, Out daily, Love Daily, uh, which was inspired by Jeff Osborne. And then uh, 2013, 14, those would have been, one of them would have been like some type of anniversary in there, like a 20-year. One of those would have been, the, tw- the 2013 would have been mm-hmm. like an anniversary re- year one. Um, and then, uh, yeah. I'd have to 2017 was Embrace Tomorrow. Yes. 
that was the generational transition stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff. So it's just good to put, put vision to stuff. So whether it's a word, a statement, a phrase, an Mm -hmm. idea, like just for a personal life to be like, I'm going to put this vision, uh, and, and kind of correlate some thoughts around it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really cool. 2024, baby. Yeah. 2024. Big year. Be great year for our church. We got some, some some secrets up our sleeve. Yes, we do. So <laughs> yes, some do. people know about it, some people don't. So uh, we got a lot of church secrets. We got a lot of church stuff. We got <laughs> in a good in a we very got good way. We got <laughs> podcast <laughs> secrets. In a very good way. Yeah, yeah. We got podcast secrets. So all good, all good stuff that's gonna like hopefully bring a lot of forward momentum. So uh, uh, all right, everybody, share with us what your word is for the year. We look forward to seeing it, hearing about it. And um, anyone got any closing thoughts? We'll see you next year. No, no. Yes. The, the, well, we're, oh. they, we're seeing them next year. Yeah. This is well, because this airs the 30th. Right? Yeah, but like only a handful of people watch it New Year's Eve. They, they all watch it during their work week. Yeah. Like, Happy, New Year. Yeah. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year. And if you guys didn't know it, that was Heron's excited face. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. <laughs>